Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within Black communities. In this seminal work, Dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book, it's a movement, a call to action create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed. Walk out of the middle class. Become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going 
back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family. You just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This book is free 99. Yes, you heard me, free 99. Okay? <laughs> All of us for free. Yes, free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life changer. I'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire. Yes, we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet. Woo! I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody need to know that, girl. <laughs> you don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. There we go. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited. We're back with the Secrets of Success podcast. We have a rock star with us, Dr. Ellie Henkine Katz. She is a holistic psychotherapist for the last 40 years. She has electrified audiences with interventions. She is a fantastic and renowned speaker. She is a well-accomplished author, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're going to have a lot of fun as I love the field that she is dominating. Dr. Ellie, why don't you say hello to our audience? Howdy do, everybody in America. I'm speaking to you from <laughs> Jerusalem, Israel. Look at that, Jerusalem, Israel. Tell us, for me, it is 0900 hours right now, 920 in the morning. What time is it in the great Jerusalem? It is 520. In Look at that. And it is... In absolutely nighttime wow look at that so you are in, you are in the 11th hour is I when am. you are in, <laughs> in it, and it's important it's an important hour actually every hour is important if you want to that talk about success buddy then every hour of your life is important wow wow well dr ellie we are honored to have you and Jerusalem is always honored to have all its inhabitants. So we are definitely excited for the city upon the hill. We are excited for that and all its greatness. We are definitely are. And we're so excited to have you. This entire show is just going to be all about you. It is Whoa. my plan, yes, Whoa. my plan, my hope to have you do about 90, 95% of the talking. We want you to wow us with information. You Now, obviously, anything you say will be the secret to success, but what I really want to do is I really want you to show all the value that you have inside of you, so we'll just go out and chase a good rabbit trail and show your brilliance. Sounds good? Uh, sounds a little daunting, buddy. I hope <laughs> that I can meet the standards that you are establishing for me. Look, I, I, I have to be honest with you. If 
the issue here is the secret of success. I'm going to be talking about the kind of success where you feel you're living a successful life as mm, you are like meant that. to be living. I do not know how to make you famous. I do not know how to make you rich or an Olympic star. I know how you can actualize what you were meant to be in this planet. And that's my thing. I was in New York wow. a couple of weeks ago and an idea came up and I love it. What are the two most important days of your life? I would say the day I was born, that would bingo, really work out for bingo, me. Bingo, bingo, <laughs> bingo. Okay. And the second one? This is the tricky part, Buster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the day I stopped living by other people's opinions? It, it's got value, but you know what okay, the sec okay. second most important day of your life is? What's that? When you find out why you were born. Oh, yeah, that's good. Why? A mission, a plan. This is not chaos. There is some sanity here, and we don't find that out till we get enlightened, till mm -hmm. we wake up spiritually. This cannot be mastered without an expanded spirituality, meaning yeah. purpose, true nature. It has to have that in it. It has to have a very big, broad feeling of love and kindness toward humanity. That's successful. That's successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've taken this to a great launching pad because around here in my, my companies, I have our number one rule is, has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do with, with values. It has everything to do with one thing. It's no one suffers alone. That is, we have mm. eight core values of the company, and number mm. one mm. is mm. no one suffers alone. What would you say? Is that a good value to run inside of a company making money? What would you I say think to it's that? gorgeous. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's, it's community. I think it's caring. I mean, the book that I'm assuming you want me to talk about is a book I wrote sure. called when sane people do insane things. And it's a book about how to live well and be well based on something I call the six essentials. And one of them is love and kindness. Love and kindness, community, this feeling that you are not alone is because we're there for you, with you, in whatever success or suffering you are undergoing. We are there. Yeah. You are not alone yeah. on an island. Now, that's absolutely correct. Tell us more about this amazing book. You got same people doing insane things. Well, I happen to be the psychologist of a rehab. So trust me, people have done such embarrassing, idiotic, asinine things <laughs> in service to their addiction. You are absolutely correct. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> so at least we could do some idiotic things for the service of humanity then. At least we could do that. Yeah. 
That's really one of my one of my super duper beliefs, and this is just me and I and for me and I pushed well, you know, a leader will push his behavior downward to his organization. I don't care what race, color, creed, or religion, for me, we're all one. We're all connected. There is no us. There is only us inside, right? There's only one. And the way I like to say that is there's just one of us in the room. So whatever I do to Dr. Ellie. no elephant in the room? No, I'm sorry. There's only one of us in the room. Uh Only one of us. (laughs) Only one of us. And whatever I do to Dr. Ellie, I'm doing to myself and to everyone else. And I never get away with it. I'm always accountable. I always have to reap what I sow. Hmm. Is that somewhere jiving anywhere in your book or the rehab center or anything you see in humanity? It's, it's or do we need not more of that? Something, it's not something I know about. It's a novel idea that we are all one. Um, it's, it's a philosophy. It's not something I necessarily think about because for me, it's God is the one. And yeah, we are absolutely. all, you know, out here to celebrate that fact that there yeah. is the one God, the creator, who is uh, just out there to uh, guide you to live a life of meaning and purpose. And we agree with that. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't easy. It's often not easy. There's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of confusion, but... If we work together, I think that's a good idea. I love your idea. It's not yeah, well, thank you very much. Well, now, remember, because I work in a rehab, I am up to my eyeballs in 12-step recovery, which is a <laughs> very, very seriously spiritual thing based yes. on discovering the God of your understanding. Yeah, so we're definitely going to talk about that. Actually, one of my recent hires yesterday, as of mm-hmm. November 20th, well, yesterday for us, because you're sure, dead. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He just celebrated his ninth month of sobriety. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, yes. right. Praise yes. the Lord. Yes. Praise yes. The Lord. yes. 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 And we you have are celebrated talking him. talking to a 25-year celebrated last week's sobriety of mine. Yay! Awesome! Look at that! With the food, with the food. (laughs) Can you relate to the jelly donuts? With the food. With the food. Wow, so you know something about the ninth month of sobriety then. You know something about that. I do indeed. I do indeed. Wow. Well, that's a great launching pad. Yeah, baby said that's actually something that you've mastered as I was researching you. You've mastered, in my opinion, the idea of trauma and how to communicate trauma things and our reaction to trauma. Would you let, let's stay here for a little bit? What would you let me give you a scenario? I okay. am in trauma and I am more of the trauma is inside of me. Literally, I am totally affected by this trauma. 
and I can't see anything of goodness because the trauma is all I can see. My pain is louder than my prayers, all of that. How would you help me? What would be the first thing you would do to help me in my condition? And you could take it wherever you want to go after that. I would ask your permission to give you a hug. Wow. I did not see that coming. I didn't think wow. you did. <laughs> no, not at all. That's good. That is good. You know, like so what, get really human and maternal. I would get really human and maternal with you because wow. the way you're reacting to your trauma is not logical. There's no way I can mm. talk you out of it you're in it hook line and sinker so we're going to have to approach it from a different angle something that i invented called guided thinking Mm, and after that that hug i have in my uh, clinic a, a marvelous hammock strung from the ceiling that is balanced in such a way that when you're on it, it continues to move and rock you. And we do an experience called guided thinking, and I help you think in a different way. When you think in a different way, you feel different. So Mm. that, for example, if you have not only a trauma, but you're suffering from a phobia, okay? You are mortally afraid of something. So it's a thought that that something is endangering you. That's why you're afraid of it. So we could Mm. take away all the emotional power you've invested in this thing that's frightening you and make it neutral. And that's what Mm. we would do with the trauma. We wouldn't... You know, take away your trauma if it's important to you. If you want to continue to glorify it. But uh, we would reduce the power and effect it has on you. Now, I'll tell you something. Often a patient will ask me, Dr. Ellie, Dr. Ellie, I think I remember something, but I'm not sure. Uh, Could you do that thing with me on the hammock and... Help me remember if it's really true that my brother did those things to me. And I will say, no, I will not do that. If you don't remember it, there's a reason why you don't remember it. It may be too much material for you. It might be way too complicated to live with. So if it comes up, fine but I'm not going to dredge it up. No way. Yeah, that is good. No you way. said a lot of great things there. <laughs> let's let's go backwards. You gave me like six things to talk about. Let's Whoa. start with, yes, yes. Well, you know, actively listening is a superpower. <laughs> it's definitely. You are one interesting human being. I would like to get to know you. <laughs> let's do it let's do it i'll give you my phone number we can share some energy we need to do that (laughs) i love what you just said how you're not gonna stop me 
from letting go of my trauma because it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. I think you can go five, six different angles in that and, and just levels of understanding. And please educate us there. Tell us everything you know about that powerful, powerful statement, because that was that was powerful. Okay, listen, man, the important thing to remember is that we are all living these lives without a guidebook. We don't know. We don't know when it's appropriate to be invested in this or that or when you should just let it go. Hard to know, hard to judge. So one of the things that I can tell you is that almost every one of my patients, and I'm in this rehab for 17 years, is a victim of sexual trauma. Yeah, yep. Comes with a territory. As yep. a little boy, as a little girl, as an older, as a this or that, in the family, in the neighborhood, many, many versions of this thing done to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, the question is, do you want to let that ruin your whole life? I don't think that's a smart idea. Yeah. I live in a country, I'm here for 43 years. I have met many people who survived the Holocaust. And the most successful, secret of success, successful people who have survived the Holocaust, which was one of the sickest things that ever happened in the history of mankind, is a different attitude. That's a successful person. A different attitude about life. Wow. You know, let's, so let's, let's stay there. I, we're going to do the Holocaust and sexual abuse at the same time. I'm emerging. Oh, you're daring. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. yes. I was homeless from six to 14 and adopted at 14 and then aged out of child protective services is what it's called here in America at 18. And from six to nine, I was raped and molested on the streets of Galveston, Texas. My parents were addicted to drugs and it killed me for quite some time. It manifested in so many different ways. I was rude to women. I hated men. I, in fact, it was men who raped and molested me, so that messed me up. I hated God. Actually, I didn't know God, but you couldn't tell me God was an adopting father because I had father issues. Neither could you tell me he was nurturing like a mother. I had mother issues. You couldn't love me because I didn't love me and my parents didn't love me. So I had to reject love, period. And it wasn't until I was I was semi-famous, but for all the wrong reasons. I was famous because I wanted to be better than them. I had a total incorrect motives. It's totally incorrect. And I'm on TV and this guy asked a question and I'm 29, I'm 38 now. And I remember being frozen. And it's the first time I admitted on first time I admitted I had been raped and molested and it just came out. And immediately I get lighter. (laughs) I'm totally upset at this guy for making me ask this question, but I feel this weight dropping off of me. And now I am 
super duper different because my motive shifted. You know, I, I don't have the answer of why I can help people and connect to people, but I can tell you for me, when my motives aligned with God's motives, I became a different person. Wow. What would you, and I didn't mean to talk that long, but I wanted to give you some information so we can have a real conversation for the listeners. What would you say oh, you know to what? that? Okay, so I'm interested to know how the grown-up nearing 40, you yeah. say that you have company, you're successful. I don't know anything about that. But do you have a family now? Were you able yes. to get a relationship with someone, a good one? Not a good one. Not a good one. That came. Yes. <laughs> yes, that came. Well, what it was, I, I have three beautiful children. I've learned how to be, I've learned how to be a father. I, so I'm in the army and I, I've had to go to therapy because I went to two wars and then my whole head was jacked up. I was post-traumatic stress syndrome before I even got to the PTSD. Wow. And I found out, I realized that since I was never nurtured, I just flat out wasn't a nurturer. I just ne it never happened for me. Some days I would look at my kids and be like, uh. other days I would go, oh, look, look at these great things, right? And, I, you know, until I got that. So I never had a successful relationship until recently okay. at all. Okay. Yes, yes, Good yes, job. yes. All right. <laughs> yes. It's terribly important. It's terribly important in your successful lifestyle to have wonderful relationships. Yes. Honest ones, sane ones, being there, reliable, loyal. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I never kept my word. I never, ever kept my word. I, oh, I can, we can, we can talk about that for sure. I never kept my word. I was constantly unreliable. I was selfish. A you victim. weren't, you was, weren't an addict? <laughs> I was, I never got addicted to drugs, but that was only because I had a dis, disdain for my parents who were addicted to drugs. And my whole life was about proving them wrong. And okay. Not, yeah, so I, I was addicted to anger. I can tell you that for sure. Okay. I was I'll never bet, happy. Yeah, I'll bet you there angry. are other, other things that you, you were addicted to that you might not even. You can put alcohol in there. Those. You can, alcohol, yeah, you can put alcohol. I'm not saying an addict has to be addicted to drugs. There's sex, there's the internet, there's gambling, there's, oh, you can yeah. be even addicted to another person. You know what it was? Sugar. Sugar. Sweet Lord. Reese's peanut butter cups. I would Honey, eat Honey, I got you. Don't you know I got you? That's why I asked. I yeah. Mean, you need, you need yeah. something to get through all I those need emotions. Absolutely. It was Reese's peanut butter cups. I trauma bonded to them. I recently just lost 50, 40 pounds. I'm at 45 pounds down now. Hello. I just cut them from my diet. Yeah, this, this, this is this year. How but did I you ate, do it? You I, dropped the sugar. I, I dropped the sugar. I absolutely dropped the sugar. 
I went through some straight withdrawals too. Let me tell okay. you, that first ten okay. days was terrible. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You're a big boy. You're a big yep. boy. Absolutely. Sugar is definitely was. And I'm I was addicted to sex, but the power over people of oh. that department. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The power because over. as a child rape victim. You mm -hmm. had a number of different directions to go in in response to that. And yeah. one of them would be to have a, a sexual life where you are in control, where you are the power. I totally did that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, I totally did that. I got a PhD in that one. Yeah, you definitely did that. Dr. Yep. Antonio. Yep. <laughs> okay but you see you see the motive and you yep. see where it comes from and you're no longer a puzzle to yourself you're That's understanding right. Right. why you're doing what you're doing yeah you know someone i was listening to a preacher one day and his name is he says john 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 bowman He's at Lakewood Church with Joel Osteen. And he, in 2012, he was like, you know, you got to get your motives aligned with God's motives. Mm. And then he said something that just made sense to me. He said, you know, God isn't that angry. So he says, well, you have 59 different things that you're just willing to die for. And God's not like that. And I went, yeah, that's extremely logical. I've, I've got like 13 things if you do today, I would totally condemn you for. Mm. And he's like, yeah, God's list is far smaller than yours. And if you just, you know, get with those motives, you can forgive a whole lot easier. And that sat with me. I didn't know it sat with me, but it did. I took it home and I realized I'm a really, really bad person. And I start shifting my motives. And that's what happened. Okay, look, look, Antonio, we're all victims of victims. And anyone mm. who ever treated you badly, harmed you, disrespected you, was violent against you, was, yeah. was mean and sadistic, was most likely victimized by someone else. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be doing that. There's that's right. nothing, nothing good about that. So let me yeah. go back with you for a moment sure, to sure. those six essentials. The first one is it's essential to be in a good mood. It is wow. essential to know how to harness, how to access your good mood, enthusiasm and good mood. And you're a joy to be around and life has meaning and it can all be dealt with if you have mastered a good mood. Mm, that's number amazing. Two, number two, quiet mind. If you are perpetually nervous, agitated, freaked out, uh, overwhelmed, angry, frightened, your mind isn't quiet, you can't relax, isn't, it wow. isn't anything. You're nowhere. Wow. Nowhere. Love and kindness, because that's how you should be interacting on the planet with love and yeah. kindness. 
forgiveness, so forgive yourself, forgive mind. all the people, forgive all the people who harmed you, forgive yourself for all the horrible, stupid things you've said and done, forgive yeah. yourself. Flexibility, how could you possibly change if you're not flexible? And the last wow. one is discipline, because if you don't keep your eyes on the prize, you will accomplish nothing. They had a wow. great idea. Oh, wow, that sounds cool, man. You know, and right. 10 minutes later, bye-bye. Oh, it's too hard. I'm bored. I can't do this. No, you will achieve nothing without discipline. Wow. So I missed one. I got master a good mood, master a quiet mind, forgive yourself, flexibility, and discipline. Which one did I miss? Good mood. Love and kindness. Quiet, love and kindness. How can I forget the most? Yes. yes. He's, Loving, he's remembering them out of order, the six essentials. <laughs> yeah. I was writing it down on my phone as you were doesn't talking. Doesn't make a difference. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. the order. But what, what is really interesting is that good mood is behind everything else. Be in a good mood. Be in a good mood. Wow. How do, you, how do you be in a good mood? Now, unfortunately, my addict's idea of what would get them in a good mood is pretty stinky. Yeah. Good yeah. mood is gambling. Good mood are, you know, some drugs. Good mood are the cocktails. Good mood is go find a nice person to have sex with. Good mood yeah. is playing a video game all day. This yeah. is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding things that make you happy and smile, that open your heart, that expand your consciousness, that could be looking at a flower, that could be looking at the painting behind you of the cherry blossoms. You have to find the colors that make you happy. I'm a 70-year-old, old-time grandma driving mm -hmm. a purple purple and green car because it makes me smile every time I look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That is really good. Sure. That is Grandma, really good. Grandma's behind the wheels of a car that people stop me on the road and either give me the high five or they tell me to roll down my window and they say, did it come like that? <laughs> Did you buy a car that's purple and green? No, I painted it like that because it makes me happy. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Because it makes you happy. Let's go back to the Holocaust. Oy. Two things. I, I want to bifurcate this one here. Two things. <laughs> Thing number one. The, in the people with the great attitude, different attitude towards life is what you said. Yes. Let's, let's go deeper into that. How or what type of different type of attitudes and views do they have towards life that we can use? Look, a person who went through the Holocaust inevitably saw the sickest, meanest, scariest stuff that could happen to other human beings done by human beings and then the knowledge of what happened to their brother or their sister taken into uh, 
what's called a gas chamber. It was looked like showers, like they were told they were going to take a shower and the gas chamber, they all died. And they made the other inmates take the dead bodies out of there to a crematorium where they burned, you know, hundreds of people yeah. at a time that they had just killed. Mm. Now, if you saw that or you knew about it or your family was some way involved in that and you're still on the planet smiling, it's because you developed an attitude about the purpose of your life and why you're still alive and didn't Amen. get incinerated. Yeah. So once you're well. thinking in those terms, once you're thinking in those terms, you have true nature and purpose. Yeah. I'm still here. So I have to be a shining light. I have to be a shining light. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, by being behind on the bill isn't a bad day when you have that kind of perspective. No. Yeah, a flat tire isn't so bad when you have that kind of perspective. Wow, amazing. Especially, on the flip side of that, especially, buddy, if you have a flat tire and some stranger comes and says, "Can I help you?" Wow. Can I help you with that? Look at that. Can I help yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. That's. As actually, so I was going to say on the flip side, we have a, as a collective, we have a indifference to the Holocaust because it didn't happen to us. Mm-hmm. What would you, what's, what's wrong with us as a collective that makes us selfish? So selfish. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, you know, streets of New York, we can walk by someone in need and we can, we can look at slavery and be like, well, that was in the past. And we can look at the Holocaust and be like, well, that was them. Selfish. It doesn't work that way for us. I mean, every year we have something called Passover where we remember yeah. that we were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I'm glad you did that because you don't know it. But one of my two, my minor is in Hebrew. Okay. Hebrew? <laughs> yes. Get yes. Heck out <laughs> yes. No, and sir. I got it. Yes. Yes. Did you my get minor an A city. in Hebrew. I got an A in Hebrew. I got a C in Greek. I have to admit, All I got right. a C in it's Greek. Greek to me. But I, but it's I, Greek I, to yes, me. Yes. 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 I took Greek first for three semesters. So on my fourth semester taking Hebrew, which is the first semester of Hebrew, I was used to getting beat up by foreign languages, so I had a little advantage. So I made it yeah, a in I Hebrew, and yes, and I I am absolutely enthralled with Jewish culture. I mean, just love it from first century Jewish expectations all the way to the history of Hebraic people. I love wow, it. So wait, when, are you coming, yes. when are you coming to the Holy Land? <laughs> as soon as possible. And I'm I not am coming you to on, see you. Buddy, I got to meet you. I live in the house. I'm married to an amazing, amazing artist. And people come 
on tourist buses to see our home. Wow. We have I will have my assistant have set that up ASAP because I've always wanted to go. Oh, wow. Man. This is such a huge experience. It's the, it's the homeland of monotheism. Judaism, yes. Christianity, and Islam. Yes. It's, yes. You walk through the old city of Jerusalem and you see Jews and Christians and Muslims, and we are all yes. brothers here. That's wow. right. Wow. That's right. That's all right. It. Your That's assistant it. is going to set this up. Oh, <laughs> yes. The heck I've with this podcast, buddy. <laughs> That's it. So let's, let's stay on some, he, some Hebrew and some Jerusalem because I am, well, there is a palpable energy that I believe just has to be sitting over Jerusalem, it will, right? It will, it, it, yes. it will need an oxygen tank. <laughs> That's good. I love it. I love it. There was a king that you are very well familiar with. His name was King David. Oh, and man. this, yes, yes. And David. Yes. And there's something that King David taught me in 2012. I was reading this book called Three Kings. It was kind of a retelling of the story between Solomon, David, and I can't, I don't remember what the third king was because it didn't even matter because I learned something in this book. It was a retelling. It wasn't meant to be textually accurate, but it was meant to take the heart of it. And so you're talking about Solomon first, and I realized I was a lot like Solomon. If you had an anointing, I would have a problem with that. Right. I, I couldn't I couldn't allow you to be in your genius without me trying to control it. Does that sound familiar with anybody? Well, that I you... got to tell you, you know, <laughs> if you are a person of faith, then, you know, there are no coincidences today. Right. right before I came to my office, I read the uh, it's called the Parashat Hashavua. It's the portion of the Torah, the Bible that we read every mm -hmm. week. And I read not only the Torah but something called the Haftorah, which is another thing you do on Sabbath. And guess mm -hmm. what it's about? King David is about? King David is old and dying, and the issue is. Who will be the king after him? And yes. one of his son, one of his son tries to take over. And yes. that's Rita not Bohan. a good idea. And yes. the prophet Nathan said, wait a minute, yes. let me get involved here and let's get a hold of Bathsheba, the mother of David, uh -huh. the mother of Solomon. And they established practically on King David's deathbed that his son Solomon would be the next king of Israel and build that temple. And I read it you know, just today. Uh, so awesome. That's so awesome. Because from what I know of that, this is, oof, Dr. Eddie, you're so awesome. Okay. <laughs> Because what, what you just, what I just heard in actively listening 
is how God's plans can include your mistakes. That's what I heard when you said that, because I know the history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the history. David made a few mistakes. Now, it's not many recorded. We blow them out of proportion. We, you know, we try to make it 50 million, but, you know, he's made some mistakes. And Bathsheba would have been one of those. Yes. And Solomon would have came from Bathsheba, yet, as you just said, and I believe that was the fourth child of Solomon, I mean, of Bathsheba and David, because the first one was taken, and then I believe it was two, and then Solomon would have been four. Either way, he wasn't the first, Mm. and the union in itself was a, air quote, mistake, yet God included that mistake in the history in the good history the the salvific history Mm. of it how amazing is that oh this is really are we on topic are we off topic (laughs) (laughs) we are where we're supposed to be i'm gonna take it we want to make sure the people that are listening to us don't Lose their buttons. Okay. <laughs> well, did we want to say any more about how to be a successful human being? No. We can no. We they they got it. You can stay where you are. They will we, let the divineness of this this meeting from two different hemispheres happen the way it should. <laughs> okay. God bless your yeah. soul. Wow, wow. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, Wow. There's a rumor, but I don't swear, that if the elections in Israel go to the third election, the Messiah is coming. So brace yourself. There's going to be a change in the world order. And I am going to be clapping my hands. I've had enough of this. Enough of this crap. Let's go. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I can believe that. Oh, you're so amazing. I I did not know what to expect. I had no idea you were in Jerusalem, this this the city of peace, of the people of praise. I had no idea. Well, it was great. And where are you sitting in Iowa, in a cornfield? Yes. No, no, I'm actually in Texas. Oh, I'm in we Texas. Saw, yes. ah. No, we, yes. we saw that the area code was oh, Iowa. Oh, and yes. Then you that was said the call Galveston, information. and I didn't yep, know. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So you've been that in was Texas the, the whole time? Whole time. Wow. Oh, so when I heard Galveston, I wondered where did the boy from Iowa wind up in Galveston? <laughs> Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have to get out there to to Israel. We have to do that. Absolutely. Is there there anything else that you wanted to to say? I know you probably have a hard stop, but any blessings you want to to give upon us? Well, I'll tell you, my website is, what is my website? Ah. EllieCats.com. And it's also and in the it's show notes of the podcast. Blessings. And it's all about blessings. 
All my wow. books are about blessings. It's the way wow. I say hello and goodbye to people. It's the way I sign every letter. It's actually yes. my, my Gmail. Well, look at that. I have recently, so you're going to love this too. As you said, there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. I have recently started signing all my letters with I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth then rejoicing in the power and peace of your dreams. I started that like six months ago. That's a lot of words. I just said blessings. <laughs> <laughs> does it wow that's my it. dear that's i it. just made a new friend at 71 yes I you did friend. yes 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 <laughs> are you on what's what's app how do you normally call internationally do you or text or how do you normally do I internet dial skype i dial, dial a number dial the number and oh. hello <laughs> well, there it is. So I will make sure. Your assistant talks to my assistant. We'll trade information, and I'm looking yes. forward to it. I'm looking forward. Hey, Diana. Yes, Hold on, I'm going to give her. That. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> I'm giving you a hug, buddy. Yes, hugs, 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 hugs. Dr. Ellie's about to put her assistant on, okay. and then you're going to get on, and you're going to swap our information, because we're going to Israel. She's in Jerusalem. <laughs> there you go. No, send the camera. Go ahead. Hi again. Hi again. <laughs> All right. Apparently, me and Dr. Ellie are best friends, and we didn't know. Ah. We're all right. <laughs> Diana, nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Shani. Shani? S-H-A-N-I. Okay, all right. Okay, so a good contact number for Antonio mm -hmm. is 409-500. Mm-hmm. One five, mm -hmm. four six. We're going to Jerusalem. Four zero nine five zero zero one five four six. Yes, ma'am. And then for Dr. Ellie, I have is it the nine seven two five zero four five zero one three zero eight? Yes, exactly. Okay. And then I will give you Antonio's direct email address. Okay, great. It's his first name, Antonio. Mm hmm At T-H-E. Mm hmm A-A-T-S. J-R.com. And I'm putting it in, in chat as well. Uh, that's probably a good call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. Got it. All right. Okay. And let me okay, see. Hold and on then... one second. Do you want me to okay. give your personal email? Okay. So Ellie's direct email okay. is E-L-L-I-E. Mm-hmm. 
dot blessings <laughs> at gmail. Look at her face. Ellie blessings. I love that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Miss Shani, if I need to reach out to you, how do I connect with you? Um, you can connect with me at the email that you have for Ellie because I all of those are forwarded to me. So just Ellie Hyman. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right. And then and then I'll send you my direct email at just just in case you need to reach okay. out. Sure. sure. Okay. And my phone number four zero nine seven nine five one eight three four. All right. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. So uh, we are looking forward to our trip out to you guys. It's going to be so much fun. I've been wanting to get out there forever. So really excited. Yay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to call you and say, Johnny, guess what? We're here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody that will teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, 
as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal, from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class, yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me 
to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man in the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, it, you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.
Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy? You are taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles? Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks, and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged uh, social network with all the features people love. The privacy is a pr our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free. And you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, it's social media the way it was meant to be. So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user, but we know because we are not paying that we become the product. So that Facebook is gathering data on That's us, right. and I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company, it's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions? No, no, it's very important. MeWe is free forever. But now we know that the freemium model works, and MeWe is, we're doing great with revenue. We have 2,800 free emojis, but we've got great custom emojis, custom stickers. So live people voice, pay live you for those. A pay option. Right, and, and live voice, live video, secret encrypted chat. Uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. Then you got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. Yeah, so. we're growing organically with no ads, and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe, and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day. So, Mark, we have some stats about your company. As you're speaking, five and a half million users right now, which is impressive. But how are you going to keep growing that? Because one telephone is not so fun. Two telephones work. Basically, you need more people to sign up. Well, people are signing up, Deirdre, every day. And here's the beautiful thing about MeWe. So we also have some major, major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide. But even without them, we grew 405%. Last year, we're targeting, you know, we actually target, we'll have over 30 million members by the end of this year, over 150 million by the end of next year. We're growing twice as fast already this year. And people also move in groups. This is really, we have never seen something like this. So constituencies move to people. So many people are censored or or blocked or violated on Facebook and they all move to MeWe so it the growth is fantastic quick question mark you say Facebook as an aside should not be broken up why is that listen we compete with Facebook great 
Snap competes with Facebook. Twitter competes with Facebook. Breaking up Facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data. By the way, also transacting data from non-members. They track all of us. Remember, the Cambridge Analytica CEO said they had data on 230 million adult, really every adult in America. Now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. The rules right. of Facebook mean nothing. Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, dude. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now... Is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I 
found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.